this week on the Roommates Podcast. It, it's a struggle to get there. Yeah, of Because course. somebody says something, ticks you off. Yeah. You Sorry. Want, you want to you want to bite back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're able to zoom out and say, okay, this is a this is an image bearer of a of a creator of yeah. a god yeah. that has a story and a and a narrative mm. uh, that's unique and challenging, but rich yeah. with a lot of value, mm. and uh, that that changes things. Mm. Yo, what's good, America? It's your boy, Hafiz. <laughs> Chris is starting the show, baby. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And welcome to another episode of the Roommates Podcast, a late night conversation taking you behind the scenes of becoming, featuring all your favorite people, perspectives, and conversations yeah. you experience on the way. Yeah. Also, also, also known as the best hour of your week where you were entertained like a stand up. Yes. Educated like a TED Talk. Yes. And? And like, and like a sermon, baby. Boom. Yeah. What up? What up? What up? We're back. We're back. We're, we're back. Back. We're free thinkers. Free thinking. <laughs> free thinking. Hafiz, bro, what's up, bro? What's up? What's up? I with know you? we are all extremely exhausted. Fam. Extremely. It has been a wild, wild weekend. It bro. has been an insane weekend. On a scale of one to ten, how tired are you? Uh, last night a ten. Right now, <laughs> like like a six. So I'm fine right now. But later. <laughs> So I'm a crash, crash, crash. For our people who do not know, we are working on a brand new project. We'll tell you more about it when the time comes. Mm, mm, mm. And Chris was doing a lot of heavy lifting. I think we're all doing a lot of heavy lifting. We all were doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. How exhausting is doing that? Doing the heavy lifting? Yeah, what you were doing during this project. How exhausting was it being that person? Um I think it it was it got better once communication got better okay. as far as what we what I was thinking in my head mm-hmm. and what everybody else was thinking in our head and we yeah. came together mm-hmm. it was like okay this is what we want real once we figured that part out um and then I had to study what I had to study make sure I know what I had to know the rest was it was it was a breeze after that would you feel like making that a career a career I mean, if the money's right. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, if yeah, the money's yeah. right, you daggone. I, yeah, I think you daggone right. I think it was, it was, it's all, I'm always like fascinated with something where you take something from the very beginning yeah. and you see the final project. Yeah. Um. So that's always cool to me. So yeah, I can see me doing that as a career if cool. the money's right. But if the money's right. I'm not about to, what they say, burn the boats. <laughs> <laughs> and drop everything go do it <laughs> definitely nah. burn the bridges <laughs> no nah, you they burn the boats as well no nah, hold up fam hold up man nah. burn the boats yeah it was World War II bro they got they got to Germany got to the shore they they was like we're not retreating we're gonna burn these boats okay yeah you're yeah fam we got confirmation I don't know if it was World War II or not but it was in it's history when they be when you burn the boats, okay. and we're never gonna retreat. We're here <laughs> and we're gonna conquer. Either we're gonna live or die. Okay. So you take that, Hafiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what else? What else went on? I mean, nothing. <laughs> I mean, shoot. I feel like is there anything we need to comment on? Hey, um, I have no idea. Nah, do I have anything? Nah, no. I don't know. <laughs> what's, up with, what's up with you, bro? We're very tired. <laughs> I just we want to shout tired. out and congratulate all the graduates. Um, hope y'all ready for this world. 
Um, I'm proud of y'all. I'm excited for y'all. Uh, but it gets hard out here. Yeah. It's hard. Hit us up around month four or five when you realize you got to work for 40 years. Yeah, our upcoming project <laughs> will really make sense month six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's not recording, so I'm I might okay. be tripping. All right, Honey. man. So it's been a long time. Okay. Since we've ruffled some feathers. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't say we. We mean Say we mean you ruffled feathers. I'll just sit here and listen. Oh, man. And let you burn oh, yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ground. I actually have a shout out. I have a shout out. Okay. Yo, shout out Jade, bro. Who's Jade? Jade. Who's Jay? <laughs> Jay, the one from um, that be. Oh, you talking about the head girl? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, honestly, Jay, I know in life they say you're not supposed to have favorites. And okay. People may be mad about this, but I don't care. I think Jade is one of my favorite roommates mm. because Jade is always communicating. Jay's always engaged. I just love it. She's like a part of. I feel like she's a part. Okay. Well, send her a shirt then, because I'm tired of them shirts sitting in my room. Okay. Just in a box. We got to do something with them shirts. I, I, man, yeah. bro, we just- we'll, we'll come up with a plan. We, Bro, <laughs> we've been saying that about the shirts in early March. Okay. March. I know, but we, we, we've been busy. What is today's month? What May. is this month? May. So, yeah. But now, I just think, I just love the communication. I love the engagement. I think- I would love if more of our fans did it. Oh, that's Instead of just sat down passively and listened. <laughs> passively. Oh, Passive man. consumers. <laughs> oh, so you like her because she talks to you? I like uh, anybody who talks to me. Uh, Shut up. Are you a weenie yes. hut? <laughs> weenie hut general. You weenie hut junior. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, okay. my gosh. Shout out John Stop Mark. Stop smiling like this. Oh my god. What's up, bro? He's like, oh my god. Are you glowing right now? He's like, oh my god. A feast. He's doing this because he can't see me on the audio. Bro. Bro, that's crazy. I'm going to choke you and turn off your mic. That butterfly? Feast, bro. All right, so to the craziness that's going to get us in some trouble. Oh, God. When we say we, you mean yourself. We. Okay. Okay. So I was thinking about this the other day, and I want to know your thoughts. Here we go on these open-ended questions that I always get trapped in. I was watching YouTube, and I saw a YouTube video about pregnant women. Ah, uh, let me uh let me mute my mic real quick. <laughs> Fan, wait, time out. What are you what the crap? Bro? It was on the front page. You know that YouTube has like an ad at the beginning? You know what I'm talking about? When you go to youtube.com at the very top, there's like a little ad that plays and it starts running. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was playing about pregnant women. And it was like pregnant. And you just like, huh? At Let me see where to, that's going. At first, I tried to ignore it, but it kept on playing over and over and over and over. And I just eventually had to look at it. What was it saying? Like, are you pregnant? No, it was about what pregnant women can do. What pregnant women can do. And it was showing pregnant women rock climbing. Okay. Pregnant women doing yoga. Okay. Pregnant women doing all types of crazy stuff. And basically, the theme was, if you're pregnant, you can do whatever you want. Okay. You can just be this super awesome kick-ass woman, even if you're pregnant carrying yeah. a child and you're 80 pounds heavier than you usually are. Okay, this is the warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you get on that good guy, on that good graces. Go ahead. And to me, I was like, that's, Here we go. that's very, very dumb. 
You know why? It just made no sense. It's like... Why not, Hafiz? You're pregnant. Okay. Why are you rock climbing? That's not safe. Is, are, are we... You're are pregnant. We? Why, are you, why are you surfing? That's not safe. You know? And it's like... I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to say your pregnancy does not limit you. Okay. But at the same time, it does. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it made me think about... I feel like... A lot of women don't have the ability to be vulnerable and be weak and to be woman. Not saying woman is vulnerable and weak, but I'm saying to be able to not have it all together, you know? Yeah, you're linking way too many things. So what I'm saying is that commercial Mm -hmm. made me, because I was thinking about this for a long period of time, that a lot of times... Like, the modern woman is always shown having it all together. Mm-hmm. Think about, like, sitcoms. Homer Simpson, bumbling idiot, right? Correct. Peter Griffin, bumbling idiot. Correct. All your favorite sitcoms, the dad is able to be stupid, be able to make mistakes, to be able to be this, be able to be that. But the mom, the mom is always, oh, she's a doctor, and she's a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. and she runs this charity, and she does this, and she always has it all together. Mm-hmm. And... What I was seeing was it appears to me that women always act like I mean it, they make women in the media feel as though they always have to be perfect and be on ten no matter what's going on, and I feel like that's not reasonable. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, um, but I also think you're probably looking. Into- too deeply into it, but do you do you not feel like that in society? I feel like that there's reasons why they're probably portraying that one because it's like it's simple. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was what was the video about pregnant woman yeah. video? It's about pregnant women doing everything. So it was just it was just showing up pregnant women doing stuff. Yes, that's it. Yes, all that's all. It's so showing. it wasn't about no product, no, no business, no, no nothing. Okay, because it's it wasn't usually like a tampon commercial. Okay, Hafiz. <laughs> you know, my commercial be showing the girls rock climbing and like, uh, you know, my period's not stopping me. You know what I'm talking about? My period shouldn't stop you. But anyways, um, I, like I, my point was like, if it was something where it was like a product place, then obviously they're going after that target of women. It wasn't not a going product. To, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but your overall thing is that you say that women don't know how to be weak and don't know how to be vulnerable, and mm-hmm. don't don't know how to ask for help. I'm saying that the persona that so much women have to upkeep. I have when I go out, I have to look a certain way. I have to behave a certain way. You always have to be perfect all the time. You don't think men's like that? Heck but, no. You can be as a guy. You I'm asking think, you. No, heck no. I can go out, look however I want. Behave however I want. Oh, we just a guy. Oh, Wait, yeah. why, 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 why women can't do that? I'm saying that they should be able to do that. But society pressures them. Society don't pressure men to be perfect either? Because they're Homer Simpson. No, no. that's No. I don't think so. I don't think so. You really don't think so? I don't so think why, that society so, says it's okay for you to act stupid all the time. Think about, you're, 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 oh, he's just boys being boys. He's just a guy. Oh, he's a man. He just That's what he does. Like the pressure for a man is always, oh, he's a guy. He makes mistakes. Man, he no, I don't think so. I don't think men get a, a simple pass like that. Whoa, they definitely do. Give me an example. 
So, I mean, a simple one. A guy cheats. You think you think women out here, oh, that's what guys do? He good? Yes. I don't know. Yes. Consensus in the room? Because if that's the case, women should not be complaining about cheating, ever. Here's what if I'm that's, saying. If that's the Here's case. Here's what I'm saying. A guy cheats, we'll, we'll be like, oh, you don't understand the whole story. He just messed up, right? Okay. That's going to be then, one reason. If a woman cheats, oh my gosh, she's done. She's done. Do you not agree? With you? That's what I'm saying. She's done. But there's, I'm saying you can. There's no justification. But I'm saying it could be the same way on the other side. For a guy, he's done. Yeah, man, you don't tell me no girl is gonna walk away from a guy that cheats. So who's usually gonna stay? It doesn't matter who I'm, usually I'm, I'm gonna stay. I'm just saying, like, if two people, if a guy cheats on a girl and a girl cheats on a guy, if a girl cheats on a guy, there's like a 95 percent chance he's gonna leave. If a girl cheat, I don't know. And maybe if, I, if they, I'm talking, maybe maybe single with before marriage, maybe. Yes, yeah, I'm talking about. But then if a guy cheats on a girl, think about how man, many, I don't know. Fam. How many friends in, this, you know, in, in, in today's how society? many friends you know cheat on their girls? I don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna say it on this podcast. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. um, I think um, I don't know. I think this whole independent. I'm so powerful. Think about that, yes. Nice for what attitude? Think. Why, they, why would they put up for that? But let's not go cheating. But think about what you just said. Independent, nice for what, have it all together. No, I think you're boosting it, bro. Have it all together? Bro. No, these, I think they just satisfied with being independent and having not having the need on somebody. I no, want, but I, I don't think they, I don't think say. people really, like women out here really say, man, I got to go out here and be perfect all the time. You, and can't you, make mistakes. Do you, honestly, do you feel as a woman, you have to be perfect? You don't feel like that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, oh, so so you mad because she didn't agree with you? So you, you don't feel the need to be perfect. So you don't feel, I feel like I society. feel like as a black man in society and today, and knowing that I'm a leader, I have to make sure I don't make But Chris, think, think about you. Think about who No, you don't. Are. I'm just saying, let's go around the room. No, no, no. no let's go around the room. room is not, this is not the guy. We can go to any guy and walk around and be like, man, bro, do you think you have but to be perfect for X, and, Y, and Z? Yes. Think about it as a guy. What is a black guy portrayed as in the media? Is he portrayed as perfect? Think about all like black women in the media are always portrayed as perfect. Uh, no, not always in the media. You get so black China is always portrayed as perfect. Black China. I'm talking. I'm giving you an example. I'm giving you an example. No, being Mary Jane is damn sure not perfect. Listen, you haven't seen listen, that. Be Mary. Here's what I'm saying. Be Mary Jane is a woman who has it all together. She does not have it all together. <laughs> In Her relationship life is jacked up. Listen, I'm not done. She has it all together in the public eye. But besides the relationship part and the kids part, B. Mary Jane is smart. She's successful. She has a great career. She has a great home. Besides the family stuff, it's all messed up. But even the persona of the pressure, I got to have a kid. I got to be this. I got to be at this a certain age. I'm saying that when you have a guy, think about like Issa Rae versus Donald Glover. Atlanta versus Insecure. I haven't seen Atlanta, but okay. But in Atlanta, Donald Glover is just a stupid guy. Doesn't have it all together. Still trying to figure things out. You know, juggling bills. Can't keep a house. How many stories you really hear about a woman can't keep a house? Can't juggling bills. Going from this to that. I'm insecure? Hmm? Issa right after they broke up, she was struggling to keep her apartment. Okay. So, so my question to you is, You have you watched Atlanta? I have not. I just said that. Okay. So what I'm saying is Donald Glover's character in Atlanta is this guy who has nothing going for him. What? Well, 
That's a character. What I'm saying is you just said, how many women do you know on TV that have struggled to keep it together? Insecure Issa Rae after they broke up when she, when she cheated. Okay. Did not have it together. She had to move back into her brother's house because she could not keep her apartment because the rent went up. Okay. And obviously she was going through relationship problems. She wasn't perfect. She kept making stupid mistakes all the time. Yes. After the relationship happened and she went through an emotional breakdown. I understand that. But what I'm saying is most times when the woman is just starting off a most series, unless something tragic happens and when something tragic happens to all characters, they go through a pit. But what I'm saying, most characters, female characters are portrayed as things are going well for them. And I'm saying- Precious. Huh? Like, gosh, Precious. Precious. But honestly, you don't feel like men are portrayed worse on TV than women? See, that's that's a different argument. But that's what I'm saying. Why are they portrayed worse? Why the men are portrayed worse? I mean, it depends on the story. But that's what I'm saying. That The whole reason that men are portrayed worse is that men are assumed to be idiots. I don't know. I think you boosting again. I think you boost a lot. <laughs> and I think it's one of the things that you're boosting. And you saw, I just don't understand how you saw pregnant and was like, man, why so women don't know how to be. I've been thinking about this for a long time. <laughs> I don't know how women can, like, won't, why won't they be weak? I think it's one of the things the, where, like, like I'm, I'm saying is that I'm, I don't know how pregnant women are, but I'm sure that, that it does not feel good and they're always tired. They probably yes. complain a lot. Don't, I mean, it's just a lot immobile. of things. Huh? They're immobile. Yeah. So it's like, this is, it's probably like an encouraging thing. Like, hey, even though you're going through these things, you can still do this. Because I know a woman that at work, and I can literally see her as as the pregnancy got, you know, uh, like got longer and longer and how her body just like, how she just felt worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's something where it's like, man, you can still do these things. You can like, and, you know, take your mind off being pregnant yeah. rather than like, Oh, you gotta be perfect. You you can't be weak. You can't you can't just lay there. I'm not like, saying that's the message is that the that the the video is trying to communicate that. I'm saying the video is trying to communicate your message. But with all those messages in society, I could only imagine that a lot of women are seeing the need that I have to have it all together. I don't think so. And so the point about you not being able to be woman is that part of I would argue, and this is Many people may disagree with me. A lot of women say we as women are nurturers, right? Okay. They'll say that. Well, they, most of them say that. So what does it mean to be a nurturer? It means to care for something, right? So a part of, in my opinion, if you have a pro, you have to have a con. A part of caring a lot for people means you also want people to care a lot for you. You don't think so? You don't think people... Who, I, ain't, I ain't even saying no, that. She's shaking her head. And I, oh, I, 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 I was really trying to think about what you just said and process that. So, you think that if a person is giving, 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 they don't want anybody to give back to them? Okay. So, and but the thing about it is, so a lot of women, they, they there's things they want. They want stuff. You know, it's, they're not always have it together. They want to they receive as well. What, you, what is your point? So, I'm saying that they don't, like a lot of people have to put on this facade that, oh, I don't need anything. I don't need you. I don't need your time. I don't need this. I don't need this. Because they have to act like they have it all together. And they're not able to say, you know what? I'm not okay. I do need your time. I do want to do this with you. I do, I do want you to spend time with me. I do want I think, you to, I think, to I think it's I think it's the the giant great wall of China that they have that we always talk about yes. before. 
And but that's I mean that's that's so that is a defense mechanism from past hurt, past experiences. It's like because I mean we know how in relationship in 2018, number one, how hard it is to find, how hard it is to keep. Yeah. So Definitely with the <laughs> with the uh with the uncertainty of 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 being in a relationship, it's kind of like they have to take care of themselves first. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're dependent on themselves and not yeah. of a man, yeah. which is completely understandable to I me. Respect but that. also they can't be so independent that they don't know how to let nobody in. So I mean that's two different things. And that's stories. what I'm saying. The letting the letting somebody in is going to this part about being a woman. And being a woman is also like letting somebody care for you as well. It's is receiving that care, that wanting that care as well. Yeah, but like I said that yeah, you, that that takes like that time. That little girl, like to that me, it's time. like how do you go from this little girl who's so sweet, who loves spending time with her father, to you know loving and open and receiving and just warm and friendly and just this light of the world. Yeah. And then you go become with this older girl who just like, oh, I'm just. I don't got. I got everything going on, bro. It's experience. That's what I'm saying. It's experience. It's anything I didn't crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it ain't got nothing to do with society. Society, because society puts it's an additional societal pressure. I don't know, man. I think I think it's just. I think it's just. I I mean, to me, society's all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a it's a lot of different things because the same same thing with man, as well. But to be man, I would say to be man is never to be weak like that. Oh, guys, bad word. To be man is not to be vulnerable like that. That's not attractive. I mean, possibly, yeah. Like, like I see I, what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, if, like, men, what attracts women to men is strength. But I, like I said, I don't think it's more of like society's pressure. Um, I don't know if it's society's pressure of like they're portraying that women have to be perfect. I think. Is honestly a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. and I and also I think it's also a, a, a loss of identity when you lose when you go through pain and hurt. And I agree with you that loss of identity and part of your identity is being a woman and knowing what that means. Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying, but I don't think it's like they're waking up saying like I have to be perfect. I have to all together because society says so. I think they're trying to do it for themselves. I, but I, I, maybe, I, I, but I maybe. I would like the listeners to say. I would like the listeners I don't know. to say. I'm not a woman, Dagnab. I don't yeah. know. They, they crack. <laughs> so, in case anybody misunderstood my logic, I'm going to explain to you. The oh, from process. a pregnancy video. Boy, something. I, no, I've been thinking about this. You got for too a much time, time on your hands, Hafiz. <laughs> God dang, no, I, I always told you, find a hobby. No, I was thinking <laughs> about this for a long time because I, I look and I meet a lot of people who are by themselves. It's like a lot of the women I've met who are by themselves who say, oh, I'm, I like being alone. I like being by myself. I don't need nobody. I don't need no friends. I, I was like, why are you guys always acting like you really don't want these things? Yeah. You know, like, because that's what I'm saying. Men and women are a little bit different. I can understand a man doing that because of like the deficiencies of being a man, you know, but women are built differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Men are like men can be fixated on things. Women are fixated on people. That's why women enter nursing and doctoring and teaching. They care more about people. And so I was thinking about that for the longest. I was like, man, like these women are acting like they just don't care. And then it made me start thinking about like, man, what's going on? Like, what are some of the things? And one of the things is that you have to have it all together and act like you don't care. Part of having it all together was no matter what's going on, I can't act weak. 
And then I saw a pregnant woman who, to me, is one of the weakest women. No offense. You're pregnant. You know, you're vulnerable. It's okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because I feel like it's it's one of the things where um, I like being alone. Maybe it's one of the things. I like being alone, like, not with a guy. I'm sure women hang out and do their own nah, thing. they don't got no friends. Some women, some women don't have a lot of friends. I agree with that. I'm, I, mean, I agree with that. It's hard. It's a, women's hard to me. I mean, it's hard to make friends. You ain't got no friends. <laughs> Jade, <laughs> but anyway, Doctor Man, yeah, man, let's bring our guests on. Yeah, we bring our guests on, ladies. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. Comment. We're Go just, in we're the DMs and flame them up. <laughs> oh my god, we're just asking questions. We're just trying, to, trying to learn. And I, and my biggest takeaway is I just want women to be just like human beings, be flawed, make mistakes, and be proud of themselves, and to find their femininity, and to be okay for asking for love. Yeah, my Especially biggest takeaway, uh, wowzers. <laughs> I had to throw something in. Yeah, my biggest takeaway is that Hafiz has too much time with his hands <laughs> and he finds a hobby. So, ladies, please hit him up. Maybe you can be his wife because this man is doing way too much thinking. <laughs> amen and amen. All right, we're the roommates. We'll be back. Okay, okay, we are back. We are back. Man. We are back. I'm so excited. <laughs> listen. Listen, America. <laughs> Go ahead and pull your car over for this oh, you PSA. you guys are worldwide, man. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Listen, planet Earth. <laughs> it's Dano speaking. <laughs> Gosh. You guys need to listen. This episode right here is the most anticipated episode of Roommates Podcast history. Say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> we have an absolute mm. legendary human being mm. who is sitting amongst our midst. Wow. A person yes. who literally mm. is on my top five humans yes. I've ever met. That's a hard list. It's a hard list. <laughs> Dang. He's he's actually one B. Woo! My dad's one A. Wow. That's what kind of wow. man yeah. is sitting in this room. <laughs> With us. Many women have told us they've met good men. Yes. And I've always tell them, you haven't. You have not. Because <laughs> I know you've never met a guy like Zach. Please, guys. Silly. silly. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Someone I love with all my heart. Mm, mm, mm. Someone Chris loves with all his heart. Mm, and mm, someone mm. you will soon love with all your heart. Yes, yes. Mr. Zacharias Markham. Woo. Hey, hey, hey. Good to be here, guys. <laughs> Zach Marco. Excited to be here. Zach yes. Marco. I never thought I would have a chance <laughs> to be on the Roommates podcast, and so I'm, I'm really pumped. Why do you say that? Ah, man, I just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> never never thought. Never thought I could I'd just be important enough to get on here. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Zach, I know I'm doing big things. <laughs> I know we're both, me and Chris are doing big things. Yeah. But you always have a place in our heart. Always. Always. Man, it's a ple so, pleasure. There's a lot we're going to talk about, a lot we're going to do in this podcast episode. A lot of fun things I, I have on my mind. Okay. But I have to tell a, a story. Here we go. And I'm not going to tell a short story. Go, do what you got to do. I'll okay. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell a very long story. So the listeners can understand who Zach Markham is. Mm, mm, mm. Zach Markham is the one person in my life besides Chris. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
who saw me at my absolute worst. Well, not even Chris. Chris, Chris lives with me. He had no choice. <laughs> that's, that's true, that's but true, Zach true. Markham was the one person in my life who saw me at my absolute worst mm-hmm. and ran at me. Mm, mm, mm. Zach Mark, like, I don't think you understand just how much Zach has done for me in my life. And I'll tell you guys this story. Make it really brief. <laughs> but I won't make it brief at the same time. When I was... Mm, when I was a young boy. When I was younger, man. <laughs> 18, 19 years Long old. I forgot time ago, how man. old I was, was I. I was like 18. Yeah, I was 18. No, I was 19. That's mm. what it was. I was 19 years old. And I just transferred to Troy University. Shout out to Troy University. Shout out to Troy University. Detroit. Detroit University. University. And I was recently like just joined the football team. And I was living in a dorm room. And one of my friends got invited to Bible study. I thought I'd get you. <laughs> At that time, I've never been to Bible study in my life. So I was a bit skeptic. But since I've never been to church since I've been in college, I w- decided to go to Bible study. Got you. Mm. Makes sense. So I went to Bible study. In the stankiest men's dorm that exists. <laughs> in a disgusting dorm room called Alumni Hall. God bless alumni. Glorious place. <laughs> and I walked into Bible study and it was the weirdest Bible study you've ever been to in your life. Explain. There was a bunch of guys in this room who were all black. Wowzers. That's but rare. It, it was like 20 black guys in the room and they weren't, they were like, to lack of better words, they weren't the typical church going black men gotcha. that you would see. They're not the Steve Urkel, you yeah. know, you know, Good penny tissue, loafers. Yeah, like they were just stuff. straight dudes I just saw on campus. In words, maybe smoking, mm. just doing crazy <laughs> stuff, chasing women. And they were in this Bible study. I was like, yo, that's crazy. What's up? But sitting in the head of the table, like King Arthur, <laughs> was this King Arthur. Weird King white Arthur. guy. Mm. And I was really like, I wonder, I wonder really if he's weird. lost. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out that the white guy was leading this Bible study. Mm, mm, mm. And it was just so weird because do you know there's like there's like two kinds of white guys, right? Yes, it is. There's like who hangs around black people. Yes. There's the uh, one who try who's probably more black cultured. Yeah. Like the like the uh the G Easy types, the really cool kind of types. Yeah. The culture one. The M M&M M type. M M&M types. Okay. There we go. Yeah. And then there's the ones that Shout just, out that try to like pander too much. Mm-hmm. Trying to do I mean? too much. Like trying to around. do a little bit yeah. too much. Trying to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, trying to fit in. Zach, you don't like that guy. Zach Markham was literally <laughs> himself. <laughs> but he just had this pull that no matter who you were, they wanted to be around him. So Zach mm. had his Bible study and he started asking questions about like who is Jesus to you and all this stuff. What a question. Mm. And we were, and it was my first time in Bible study, and for some strange reason, it just connected with my soul. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It was just like, it was just interesting. Yeah. So I, I literally remember that day, I called everybody on my phone. I said, yo, man, I went to this Bible study. Da, 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 da. And I called everybody on my phone. <laughs> really? Everybody. <laughs> I, I called like, I called like all my closest contacts. friends. Huh? <laughs> like three contacts. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I called my closest friend. Yeah, okay. So the next week I went back to his Bible study. Mm-hmm. Then I went again. Then I went again. And then the probably third or fourth week of Bible study, he, Zach was leading the Bible study and he shared a story about what does it mean to be saved, right? Oh, Lord. That we talked about 
I don't know the answer. And, and <laughs> Zach, Zach talked about this idea of like God experiencing God through Jesus. Okay. And Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. And without Jesus, there's no way to God. Mm-hmm. My name is Hafiz. Yep. My dad is Muslim. Mm-hmm. That was very offensive to me. Mm, I was obviously. very pissed off when he made that comment during Bible study. I thought it was very insensitive mm-hmm. and stupid and foolish because that's like a direct attack on my character. Yeah. Mm. I remember leaving that Bible study pissed off. Mm. Said, I'm done with this idiot in their Bible study. Mm. I was just so mm. mad. Wowzers. But something just told me, they said, like, just call this guy. Call him. Call him. Call him. Call him. Call him. So I called Zach. Zach came to my dorm room and for three and a half hours he answered every last one of my questions <laughs> Zach <laughs> shake your hand that, that, that's a hard no for real that's a hard thing no, that, was just the beginning. that was just the beginning that was just the beginning Lord and um and Zach answered all my questions and stuff like that I'm sorry guys this is a long story but this, this, this context is very important yes it is the very next week I went to back to Bible study and I just said man just something was tugging on my heart and I said you know what I, I want to I wanna become a Christian. I want to give my life to Jesus. Mm. Just something, like no one told me to do it. Like mm. they never had to call, like altar call. I just, it was just something in my heart. I was like, yo, I think this, this is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. I told Zach and Zach literally asked me like all these difficult questions. Like, hey, are you sure? Like, and he's just like, and he like really like was trying to deter me from this decision. Wow. <laughs> But I was like, the one I knew more than anything, I wanted to give my life to Jesus. Mm. And mm. I remember that day, me, Zach, and Zacchaeus, shout out to Zacchaeus. I'm, cutting, I'm cutting him out, Zoo coming out from the story, Gotti. but I'm just, just for Zach's Zoo. purposes, I want to tell Zach. And we were literally in my this dorm room, we were all just crying, just freaking crying. And I gave my <laughs> life to Jesus, February 2010. Mm. Beautiful. I was like, <laughs> 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 But, uh, Fast forward a little bit, I came back the following fall, and I was mad, and I was very arrogant, because mm-hmm. like I spent the whole summer like, like studying Christianity, learning, growing, but I was just so arrogant. You think I was arrogant? No. You haven't seen arrogant. Nineteen-year-old, I feel arrogant, and I was so arrogant, and I was so mad. And I remember I was in Bible study with Zach one day, and I told Zach, I said, I feel like. Bible study with you is useless because I'm smarter than you. Huh. You told him that to his face. I did. <laughs> I got it, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was a terrible up? person. I was a terrible person. Oh. And literally, man, I, I just remember I was just so bad to him for like the whole semester. I was just so terrible. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. biggest ass of a human being. Wow. But every, he never left. <laughs> And he would chase and he would spend out, you know what I'm saying? Like hours, yeah. like four to five hours a day talking to me just about my issues yeah. and had no reason to. Mm, mm, mm. And I'll never forget, he invited me to his wedding. I didn't want to go because I was mad that he was getting married. Then he wouldn't spend, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I was very mad because then he wouldn't spend time with me. Yeah. That's how uh, jealous, that's how that's, selfish. That's how it is, bro. That's yeah, serious problems, man. <laughs> my fiance. Oh, yeah. And listen. Serious problems. Do you know Zach's <laughs> first relationship fight was about me? Probably was. Oh, that's the truth. It's man. a true story. It's <laughs> the truth. His first fight in relationship was about me. I'm What's sitting wrong? there talking to Bryn. 
And then Shout out somebody Brandon. calls me like five times in a row. And I'm like, all right, I know who this is. <laughs> but I made a mistake. I answered the phone. Worst mistake of my dating career. Bryn just, just looked at me, man. She didn't, she didn't know what to do. She, I think she like just walked off. We had to, we had to process that. Yeah. Oh, my. We had to process yeah. that. Yeah. That's crazy. So, um, How feeds, bro? I know. I was terrible, man. I was just so, I was just so needy baby, bro. I was such a needy baby. I remember, and then I remember one time Zach came up to me and said, you think you're a five-star recruit, <laughs> but you're not. <laughs> I'm not going to chase after oh, you man. like you're a five-star recruit. You're not. And so I, I remember he invited me to his wedding. I didn't want to go to, I didn't want to go to his wedding. I was so mad, but eventually I just, you know, I decided to go. And I think that was one of the first times like I cried. Mm. In a long time I was just crying At his wedding Cause I knew For a fact Like Even in the midst Of all the chaos And of anger And of frustration I knew Like The guy Pause I love so much Yeah It will never be the same Yeah And I just knew um, How much he meant to me mm-hmm. And how much Like My life I'm, I'm really fast forwarding through this story, but how much my life changed. Yeah. I was a totally different person before Zach. Yeah. I like, believe you. Yeah. Night and day before Zach, and like literally God used him to make me into who I am today. Mm-hmm. And then I got some breaking news. Yeah. Not only did I find out he was getting married, yeah. but he was moving. Yes, he was. Yep. He was moving to it's Houston, true, Texas. To Houston, Texas, man. Yep. That's crazy. And I was so devastated. God. Because like I said, at that time, I was so young and I was going through so much and trying to figure life out. What does it mean to be a Christian and all this stuff and had all these ideas and questions and I was reading it and I was like, I was, my brain was an overload. <laughs> and I found that this guy was leaving to Houston, Texas and I was just, I was so heartbroken. I remember the day he left, I just remember just crying. Just, mm. there's mm. a lot of crying in this story. <laughs> Clearly. But the thing about Zach okay, that I'm kind of, glossing over is that while he was at Troy I wasn't the only one he was discipling and mentoring and pouring into yeah like Zach I call him the black whisperer (laughs) (laughs) because Zach has this ability to to rally black men yeah and to freaking grow them up. Yeah. Like he has like this miracle grow powers. Mm, miracle grow. Like it's what just crazy. Like it's just so crazy how Zach literally with like with black men, like he's able to like without no background, he's not studied in the teaching of Elijah Muhammad. He doesn't know yeah. the history. He just like it's just apparent in his soul how much he loves you yeah. and he caused you to grow. So Zach was just like all these black guys on campus, man. So many of them were touched, impact, life changed yeah. by Zach Markham. And so, man, we all like were grieving when he left. It just yeah. was a chasm that left campus when he left. Wow! And then began my my pit into misery, <laughs> my descent into misery. Hey, and that's then where the that's, story when, that's when my life oh, started going downhill. But we will that story for another day. <laughs> but I remember one day when Zach was in Houston. This is the story that the part that you is going to blow your mind. He was in Houston. Mm-hmm. Just started his campus ministry in Houston. Yep. And I was, you know, checking up on him, hearing about his stories, about what he was doing. And then Zach posted a picture on his profile page. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on the picture and I was like, what was this picture about? 
and it was Zach yeah. in a sea of blackness. <laughs> sea of blackness. <laughs> it was just nothing but he was around all, he's literally been at the school for like maybe six months. Yeah. Maybe six months. Yeah. And nothing but a bunch of black people. Yeah. I was like, this man, Zach, how does he always get all these black people? Right. <laughs> how does he always find a way to get all these people who are not like him yeah. to be around him and to love? And, and it's like, it's just natural. Yeah. And I just said, man, there's a lot of black guys there. And I know so many people, we were trying to reach a lot of the young black guys on campus and we were struggling. Mm. This dude had like 70 black guys <laughs> in like a month. I'm like, how the heck does Zach got a Midas touch? The Midas touch. The Midas touch. <laughs> Fast forward everything. Crazy, yeah. Man, you crazy. 2016. Wowzers. 2000, uh, no, what year was that? Candy Houston. 2016. Yeah. Mm. I needed, I needed, I, was looking for jobs and one of the cities I want I wanted to go back with Zach. Yeah. My life was in chaos. Yeah. My life was just I was out of control. Got you. Summer of sin. I like to call that summer. Summer of sin. And then I knew I had to go back to Zach in Houston. So I, I started applying <laughs> I started applying to different jobs in Houston. Help. So I started applying to different jobs in Houston and I got a job interview. Yep. And I called Zach. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, Zach, I need a place to stay. Yep. Obviously, Brent would not let, not let me stay at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Zach would be up so all Zach, night. <laughs> and so Zach was like, I'm going to go find a place to stay for you. Yep. And then Zach said, hey, I know some guys mm-hmm. that have a house. Mm-hmm. You can go stay with them, mm-hmm. sleep on their couch, and then go to your job interview, go back home. I said, yep. cool. Zach gave me the person's number. I went to their house. Literally, they opened the door. Yep. Didn't say, I don't think they even said a word to me. Yep. So here's the couch. And he went into the room yep. and I just laid on the couch. Yep. And then they were talking in the room. Yep. And I love to talk, as you guys can see. Yep. I walked into the room. Yep. And that's where I met Christopher Bilo yep. for the first time. <laughs> yep. And it was his house. Yep, that was my house. And that's how the roommates was born. That's mm. how exactly how it was born. And, then, we, the, and then the roof caved in. And then the and roof, then the roof caved, caved in. in. But we don't get into the, but, but, <laughs> but so it was literally Zach Markham meeting me mm. January 2010 hmm. at my absolute worst. That's and crazy. loving me. And that created a chain reaction. Mm. Which led to the Roommates Podcast. Yeah. America's leading and future greatest <laughs> podcast in the world yeah. being created. He is the grandfather yeah, of the great. Roommates Podcast. <laughs> but even crazier than that, yeah. you remember that picture I told you? Oh, don't tell me. Remember that picture I told you about that I saw back, way back when I was in Troy about Zach Marco and a sea of black people? Yep. <laughs> Am I part I, of I black people? I re-pulled up this picture. Am I part of and black And look people? who is in this picture. Oh, oh I remember this picture. Man, that is a great picture. That man. was a great the picture, time, bro. That That's crew. crazy. God, that so is was crazy. Literally, Christopher Bilo. Yep. Sam Toto. Yep. Freaking Francis was there. Francis was there. Andre Three Stacks. Three Stacks in the room. Paris? And Emmanuel mm-hmm. Paris. They all was there. Wow, they all, all was there. Huh? I knew of you guys. Yep, I was lit. Like you literally knew us before you knew us. Before I knew you guys, Gosh, this that's, that's was the squad. <laughs> this was the squad, man. Oh my! This was a spring spring retreat. I want to say 2014. Mm. Mm, sounds right. Spring mm-hmm. retreat 2014. Yep. Aaron Stephanie back there. Aaron Stephanie back there. Ross Harrison. Shout out Gosh, Ross Salvino. Yeah. Ross, man. Winston. Oh my God. These people. 
Wade, Ashton. Where where are they Wade today? Self Junior. A A Rod. You know A A Rod back in this picture. Oh my God, where is he at? You're right here in the top. Oh my God, bro. I'm telling you, there's a lot of history in this picture, yes. man. This is crazy. <laughs> yes. This is crazy. That is a great crew, man. Yes. Man, that yeah, that was a great crew, man. Lord. Timothy Wade, Miles. Oh yeah, he's in there, man. Yes. Man. So I, I told that entire long story for you guys to understand who is sitting in this room right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like this was person used by God to create the Roommates Podcast, used by God mm. to create Hafiz Balku, <laughs> used by God to help Christopher B. Lone his journey through life. Like yep. this guy is an absolute legend. Yep. Ah. Guys, seriously, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it, Zach. Man. Shit, you guys saying I mean that. it. I, mean, I have so many. Kind. I have so many memories. So much, ah, so much to be thankful for. I mean, as just a as a freshman walking on, walking on campus at U of H. Just I, after I, my mom left and unpacked, the first the first two people I met that wasn't my roommate was Tim Miles and Zach Markham. Mm. And the first question they asked me, "What are you doing tonight? <laughs> or what are you doing this afternoon?" And I was like, "Man, I'm nothing. Like you know." And I'm thinking they're students, right? Yeah, yeah I'm thinking, yeah, like, what's yeah, up? Yeah, what we yeah, got yeah. going on? Yeah. It was like, man, we're going to play five football at five o'clock. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> bet. And that's how, and that's, and then I've, you know, I got asked to do a Bible study and I got, you know, walked through all four weeks of reinvestigating Jesus, or yeah. Jesus, that's what it was called. And that's when my world was rocked yeah. because I, I really thought I was a Christian just because I went to church and I had the identity of a, a good guy, good church uh, going, um, you know, comparing myself to all my friends, you mm -hmm. know, um, I'm better than them. You know, uh, I think one of the questions was like, why would I get into heaven? Because I do X, Y, and Z, you yeah. know, uh, I'm going to do more good and bad, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And when they showed me the the real jacked up, you know, my position before God, yeah. I was my world. Like you telling me my good deeds mean shit, to God? <laughs> what? Whoa! What? No, I'm not. Yeah. No, that makes no sense. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I, my world was rocked with the gospel. Yeah. Uh, all because I got asked to play. Yeah. <laughs> but flag, I, flag football. But also like those two guys were led by Christ and they were obedient. Yeah. And they impacted my life uh, more ways than they know. Yeah. So man, that that is that is crazy. I mean, yeah. you're talking about somebody that has, has a legacy on this earth. He does. Is <laughs> Zach Markham for yeah. sure. Oh man. Yeah. You guys are too kind, man. <laughs> too and, kind. Gosh. Before I, before I ask Zach question, here's the thing about Zach that I love so much. This is why I like bringing up Zach on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So many celebrities that people worship, yeah. they worship them for the absolute Stupidest reasons. Yep. He plays the violin well. He yep. can put a ball in a hole well. Yep. He can throw a ball far. Yep. He can do X, Y. Like all these stupid tasks mm -hmm. that, when it comes to life or death, absolutely means nothing. Correct. And they and they model their lives after, and they say, "Well, so and so does this. Well, so and so does that." I love the people who not just win at sports, but win in life. Yep. And are great people. Mm -hmm. And my challenge to the listeners. Is that you guys got to what I what I want you to learn from Zach is that you can be a superhero, yeah, simply by being a good person. That's it, that's it, bro. You know what I mean? Like mm. you're a super. You can be you can be legendary mm. simply by just being kind to one human being. Yep. That's it. That's it. It's nothing else more. That's what the podcast is. We strive to continuously point point that out. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Nope. 
Doesn't matter what talents or skills you have. Doesn't matter, Andy, if you can literally embody the love of God to another human being, you, in my opinion, are an absolute legendary human being in which when all is said and done, you are going to be praised and sung stories about for eons. Man. And that's why I want you guys to hear Zach. Zach is a, a celebrity in my world. Mm. I'm <laughs> for real. He's been out, for real. In my world, he's a celebrity because <laughs> he adds value to souls. Mm. I'm not going to lie to you. It'd be really, really cool to hang out with Drake. Yeah. Or Odell. Yeah. But I don't think they're adding value to my soul. Yeah. Adding some women. Yeah, to my, some women. <laughs> to yeah. my contact. Yeah, they, they definitely will. <laughs> but, yeah, your but, DMs will pop. <laughs> but uh, they're, I don't think they're adding value to my soul. So, Zach, my question to you, man. kicking things yeah, off. Man. Yeah. Is like... What an intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But my question to you is like, how were you able, or how are you able to persist with people mm. in spite of their flaws and difficulties? Because we live in a world right now where when someone shows you their ugly side, yeah. it's deuces. Mm. That's why I say I love Chris so much. Because Chris had every reason to hate me because Chris saw the worst. Yeah. Mm. Not even, he didn't see a quarter of what Zach saw, but yeah. he did mm -hmm. see the worst in me. Yeah. But Chris still is here. That's here. What, mm. People like that mean the <laughs> world friend, to me because it's so He's hard. Mm. It's so hard when people see the ugly side of you, they're like, oh, I'm done with him. Yeah. Uh -huh. Zach, how are you able to see such ugly sides of humanity and still love human beings, bro? Oh, man. That's a deep question, man. Uh, a lot, lot to think about uh, when I hear that. I think, uh, one, just admitting that most of the time, I don't really want to love people, <laughs> and uh, God, like a good him. a good majority of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, mm. and uh, mm. and so it's not a natural thing to do. Mm. But when I think about relationships, friendships that I have, when I think about when I go and talk to people. Uh, on a campus when I go and talk to young young men, young women, and I'm able to kind of zoom out and not just see them in the moment, yeah, but try to get a picture of man this is a this is a a walking story mm. <laughs> like this is a this is a walking narrative in mm. front of me mm. like this is somebody who's got a really deep history. I don't yeah. know what it is, yeah. And and they've got a they've got a future ahead of them that mm. is gonna that's going somewhere. Yeah. And uh, and I think that at some level uh, is is I'm able to, to to do that because I see them as as image bearers of, wow. a, of a creator, mm. and so they have a have a value that mm. is already there. Yeah. Um, and so then it's about jumping into their story, yeah. and it's about participating and seeing what what's going on, like yeah. what's going on in your story. Um, and that makes it a lot of fun yeah. and that makes loving people easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, or, and, and that's what I think that's, uh, a lot of times I think when it, it's a struggle to get there yeah, of because course. somebody says something ticks you off. Yeah. You Sorry. Wanna, you want to, you want to <laughs> bite back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're able to zoom out and say, okay, this is a, 
this is an image bearer of a of a creator of yeah. a god yeah. that has a story and a and a narrative mm. uh, that's unique and challenging, but rich yeah. with a lot of value, mm. and uh, that that changes things, mm. changes the script. Man, <laughs> that's beautiful because I think we live in a world where people are just like objects in our way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like man, like get out the way. You know, like everyone's just an object in our way. Mm-hmm. And like you see them as like a, a soul. Yeah. You know, like this person is a soul. And it's interesting. It I goes was, back to perspective. Like, uh, go ahead. Like perception of people. I feel like, you know, people only see what, man, what they can do for me mm. and not what I can do for them. If yeah. you're, mm. if like, if you know what Zach, he has a mission um, and a vision that you know God placed on his life, and he'll do anything uh, to complete that mission. So he changed his perception, saying, "Man, I see these people as value. It's image barrier. Somebody can become a part of the kingdom yeah. and add on to God's overall plan." Yeah. Once you have that mindset, yeah. I mean, there's nothing that's going to not even high feast, and that yeah. <laughs> and that is impressive, man. And like I said, bro, I know I'm not the easiest person to deal with. <laughs> But I could only imagine yeah. being when I was 19. How difficult I was to deal with. But, to, but Zach, I love that you bring that up because, man, so many people, like they say they hate people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, sure. like we just hate people. Uh-huh. But like you've seemed to like genuinely care about human beings. You know, and that's where it's, that's where I think it, I mean, that's where your superpower is because like, while I have to try to care, <laughs> like I'm trying, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just not as natural to me, mm-hmm. but like you really care. You sit down with somebody, you're, you really care about their story. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do you think? Like, where do you think that comes from? Uh, I mean, I, I think, uh, people are naturally gifted yeah. in different areas. Some people are gifted in leadership and like, man, let's go accomplish this mission. Um, And so in a way, even though you might say, oh, that person, maybe he doesn't love people well. But in a way, what he's doing and leading people Uh, to a a mission, that is that that's loving. Like that can be loving. Mm. It's not always. uh, And then I think some people, I think, uh, are wired toward empathy and. Uh, wanting to to hear, wanting to 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 bring healing and yeah. harmony, uh, but that also yeah. <laughs> can be taken to the to the extreme of yeah. to where you're just trying to fix somebody, yeah. and then you end up hurting them worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so I think it's I think it's balance. I yeah. think there's got to be a real understanding of of how you're wired mm-hmm. by God, yeah. um, and then how you can really. Uh, flesh that out with real relationships with yeah. real interactions with yeah. real commitments to people yeah um and and so i think that's the that's the hard part mm. Does that makes sense no that's good mm. man because i think one word that you stated right now was real relationships yeah. mm. and most people do not have a real mm. authentic relationship with other human beings like everybody's either a associate or business partner or useless to me yeah you know mm. Or a sex buddy, but we won't go we'll go down that alley. <laughs> but uh, but everybody has will only interact with somebody f- if there's an agenda mm-hmm. or it's benefiting them. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is that you see people like 
regardless of what you give me, I'm going to give you. Mm. I'm going to love you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be there with you. And that's just remarkable to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people just don't do that anymore. Mm-mm. Like, one of the hardest parts about doing the podcast is, like, trying to connect with so many people. And then a lot of people, when they feel like you got, we're not able to bring whatever type of value they think somebody talks to them should, they don't even associate with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But, like, Zach is, like, creating, well, created a culture in the world, in my opinion, of human beings who care about loving somebody no matter what they bring to the table. Mm. And that's super amazing, man. That's in, that's just incredible, bro. Yeah. That's incredible. That, that's how you know it's a it's a real it's a real gift. And I feel like um in this world we're all so just so isolated mm. and so, you know, selfish mm. and just For worried sure. about um, you know, what we got going on. Mm. Um but when you take the focus off of yourself and you put it on others, especially a stranger, mm-hmm. um, somebody that you know you don't know, yeah, um, but that's big. That is that's the huge. stranger is big. Yeah, the stranger is huge. Stranger is big. Um, just because I mean, it's yeah. fascinating to really just think about it when you when you just you walk onto a college campus, man, mm-hmm. you know, and your whole purpose there is to share the gospel. And you see, you see these people, uh, these men, these women, um, and you don't know their story. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know like what what what's their plan, what's their background, their history, what they got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just know you have the greatest news on this earth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you find ways. You challenge yourself and you let go of the fear to really penetrate their lives for that good news. Yeah. Um, just to be a part of the plan and really see how you literally seeing God work yeah. um in people's lives. And that's how you know that like, you know, what you believe in and what you've been reading and what you've been hearing is so real because you see the change not only in your life but in other people. Yeah. And that's just <laughs> that's yeah. just that's that's yeah. that's crazy. Nah man, another thing I was thinking about, this is a great point you brought up, Chris, but another thing I was thinking about, Zach, was that like in today's world, we live in a world where we went from three strikes you're out to one strike and you're done. Yeah. Forever. Forever. You cutting know, you off. Cutting you off. You know what I mean? I'm a ghost you. I'm never gonna talk to you again. You're mm-hmm. dead to me. Like I remember this one person where I was talking to them and then I said something that made them upset and then I like I reached out to apologize to that person later on and they were like oh if you would have never reached out to me I never would have talked to you ever again in your life Hmm. (laughs) I was like dang it's like that and she's like yeah I think (laughs) <laughs> they were like, yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. Well, that. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, yeah. And I, and then I was like, but wouldn't you? Don't you find it important that if you if somebody did something to offend you, to at least talk to them, at least bring it up and have a mm-hmm. conversation? And they were like, well, if I don't know you, you're not my family. Why should I even try? Sure. What's the point of even trying? Like, mm-hmm. who are you to me? Didn't lose much. You know, I didn't. Like you said, like you're you're, you're nothing. Mm-hmm. But like you're looking at people as every single soul is valuable, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And like, even when people make mistakes, we don't discard them, mm-hmm. you know? And kind of what's going on with like Kanye, you know, mm-hmm. like Kanye's saying some crazy stuff. Yeah. Everyone is trying to discard him. Yeah. Everyone's trying to just get rid of Kanye, get him yeah. out this pain. Don't support him, don't do nothing. Like, like let's get yeah. rid of him. But in I, a sucking, sunken place, yeah. they call it. But then I wonder like, yo, like, 
How do you guys not know if Kanye just doesn't know? He's just extremely ignorant. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is a person like Zach who cares enough about a human being soul to sit down and have one conversation because all it takes is one conversation mm-hmm. to change someone's life forever. All it mm-hmm. took was one conversation for me. And I think about it like we live in a world where it's so secular in which God is gone. And when God is gone, so is grace. Ooh. And so is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now we don't live in a world of reconciliation, meaning that you made me mad and our relationship is broken. Let's try to fix it and bring it together. But yeah. now in a world of condemnation, yeah. you made me mad. I'm going to destroy you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was, and I was reading Romans and at the end of what a book and, and at the end of uh, classic, chapter 12, classic book. you know, it, it says, um, it says beloved, Never avenge yourselves, believe it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and I will repay. To the contrary, and this is what's freaking mind-boggling, it says, to the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so, you'll heat burning coals on his head. That's the part I like. But even wild. greater than that. <laughs> this is wild. about all the women today. <laughs> but even greater than that, I said, do not be overcome with, by evil, but overcome evil with good. Mm-hmm. And Zach, like, that's something that I feel like no matter, it seems to me like, how are you able to do that? How are you mm-hmm. able when people do you dirty and people do say nasty things mm-hmm. to you and, and, and insult you, that people you're trying to help, like you're trying to help their lives. It's not for you. You have a sure. wife, you have kids, you're, you're living good, uh-huh. but you're trying to help, you're trying to add, and people are turning their backs on you and hurting you. How, do you, how are you able to forgive them and pursue? Oh, man, uh, yeah, there's got to be a, an engine and a foundation of, of an otherworldly desire. Mm. <laughs> and uh, you mentioned grace. I think we tossed that word around. And we, and, but a lot of times in our culture, that means a common word, grace, like people talk about it a lot. Um, but I think the meaning, a lot of times it gets lost mm. that, man, it, that grace is, is a costly thing. Uh, yeah. And it was, it, it's a costly thing to say, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you favor. I'm going to show you love, affection, when you didn't deserve it, yeah, that's that's a otherworldly type of thing, and and I think the the focus and the and the hopefully the drive for us, um, and is is to is to see that is to be motivated by that and to have that be the engine for our relationships with mm. people. Mm. Um, but first, we really got to dive into what that means mm-hmm. and what that all the implications for that mm. uh, on our lives because um, there's a lot. that's good man and like what what Zach just brought up that stood out to me was like if if it wasn't for Zach extending grace to me when I did him wrong what did you do huh I mean (laughs) I'm saying just like the same hurtful things and just being like being arrogant and just not being around and just like you know what I mean like just just being call somebody you're not smarter than me you should not teach me yeah but you know but but it was was more of just like I was just a brat I was a very bratish person that he was trying to help out most people most people if I just met you Ask my wife. And I'm, tr- and I'm trying to help you. I'm not going to beg you. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to beg you to help. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's like Zach was like, I'm able to forgive you. 
And if it wasn't for him forgiving me, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. Same with you. It's yeah. like we had our issues last year, but if it wasn't for you for able to forgive me, I wouldn't be here right now. Mm -hmm. This podcast would not be exist. All mm -hmm. the lives that have been touched are from yeah. around the world wouldn't be here. Yeah. And my challenge to people is like, you, we have to stop condemning people. We got to stop trying mm -hmm. to destroy people that hurt us. You know what I mean? We need to start giving grace and forgiveness because you don't know mm -hmm. like the relationship that you've cut off and the people you, you've condemned, that relationship maybe could have created something great in the future. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I got a question for both of y'all. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about grace and forgiving, forgiveness and I feel like what Zach said that people don't know the true meaning of grace and, and what it means for forgiveness. Um, since you all both know what Jesus did for y'all on the cross, does that give you a better understanding of what grace and forgiveness is? So when somebody does do you wrong or hurt you some type of way, you always go back to what Jesus did for you. Therefore, you kind of you can understand and extend that grace and forgiveness. Mm. That's good, man. Yeah, man. I, I think uh, when you think about what grace cost Jesus, yeah, it cost him his life, yeah. and it cost him. You know, at the end, he didn't have any friends. Mm -hmm. Everybody left him, and mm -hmm. uh, but that was part of the cost of mm -hmm. saying, "I'm going to love these people in the even though they've left me, even though they've abandoned me." Mm -hmm. But it was costly for him, mm -hmm. extremely costly. Um, and so, yeah, for us, you know, two thousand years later, looking back to that, looking back to that moment uh, of this expression of, of grace, this expression and, and grace is not just this fluffy thing, mm -hmm. but it's, it's wrath, <laughs> yeah. wrath and, and, and mercy meeting, mm. uh, wrath and forgiveness meeting. Uh, and, and so being angry <laughs> is not sinful. Being angry at somebody when you, when, uh, they, they make you mad, just that emotion in itself is not sinful. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you if you sit in it, you yeah. let it sit. Yeah. Uh, that's when it gets dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, but if you move toward, it's okay. But it says, I think there's a verse that says, "Don't let the sun go down on on yeah, your anger." On your anger. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, that's where uh, we have to have to have to sit. Mm. Um, I'm talking talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> talking crazy. <laughs> no, that's that's a good one. I think I asked Chris couple of weeks ago about like a verse that speaks into your identity yeah and chris was like you know ephesians chapter two yeah and um and i was and i've been thinking about it and the crazy thing about ephesians is that it talks about like even when you were dead mm -hmm. in your sins mm -hmm. you know what i mean even when you were even when you were dead mm. but god being rich in mercy mm -hmm. because, uh, because of the great love in which he loved us mm -hmm. made us alive together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, it wasn't when you were good when yeah. God loved you. Mm -hmm. yeah. It wasn't when you had it all together when yeah. God loved you. It, it was when you were freaking dead yeah. in the coffin, yeah. ruined your life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he said, I still love you. Yeah. And that's something that Zach that Jesus sh showed me through the, his word, but Zach showed me through his action that I try to always admit to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, 
God took me at my worst. Yeah. You know, like for me, my, I'm a, everybody knows I'm a, I do too much. Yeah. So everything I do is amplified. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I know I can't hide my imperfections. Mm-hmm. And so God took me at my worst. Zach loved me at my worst. Chris accepted me at my worst. How in the world can I not accept somebody else yeah. and forgive somebody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to answer your question, Chris, I agree with you, man. Like, Yes, it is that understanding of the gospel, understanding what God has done. It's seeing it. Yeah. It's seeing grace and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have never seen it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, their parents did something wrong, beat you, call you names, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. Friends, I'm done with you. Girlfriend, boyfriend, maybe husband, wife, I'm done with you. Boss, I'm done with you. They've only seen mistake, it's over. Mm-hmm. But people like my father, people like Zach, people like you, they've showed me and I know where I would be without it. Yeah. You know, but I just think in, in the world is like hurt people, hurt people, and too many people have experienced this pain of unforgiveness, and they just give it to other others. Mm. It will, it will find you out, man. Yeah, bitterness and unforgiveness, it will crush you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it will crush you. Nah, man, and yeah, I think I experienced both sides of mm. bitterness and unforgiveness crushing me, and also experienced the. Uh, the grace and forgiveness of, of the gospel as well. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely want to <laughs> experience grace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's, um, yeah, because I was just, I, as Zach was talking, I was kind of seeing similarities just between all three of us. And I, I, like, I feel like we have um, a greater chance of forgiving somebody just because we know what the gospel is to yeah. us and we know how that affected our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of this, and I want to get into something else that I feel like has been a great conversation. But the beauty of this is that the beauty of the gospel is that no matter what your background is, mm-hmm. no matter where you've been, yep. no matter what your life story is, mm-hmm. you can experience that grace. Yep. You don't need a Zach. That's mm-hmm. the crazy thing about it is mm-hmm. you don't need a Zach Markham. You don't need a Chris Below. Mm-hmm. You get to be a Zach Markham. Yep. You get to be a Chris Below. You get mm-hmm. to interact with the God of the universe face to face, receive the healing, and then be, become an agent of change to other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of the story. You begin your story yep. when you mm-hmm. come face to face with with this with this message of grace. And I mm-hmm. think that's just so beautiful, especially in the world we live in right now with America being so divided. Yeah. So angry. And so angry. Mm-hmm. And as you guys probably know by now but Zach is white <laughs> and, and the beauty of, of Zach is that Zach is not one of those I hate being white white guys I can't stand those white guys like I hate being white I hate white people I'm like you stupid idiot like what like you can't why would you hate somebody because of the color of their skin that's just stupid anyway sure. but Zach is, is, is himself yep. but he still loves all kinds of people and Zach right now lives in Mexico mm. It's true. This is true. Around nothing but Mexicans. Yep. And I saw a picture (laughs) of him and all these Mexicans. I'm like, man, how how in the world, wherever he goes, wherever he goes, no matter who this person is, that's what's remarkable. Zach is his true, authentic self. He's not pandering. Mm -mm. He's not appropriating anything. He's Mm -mm. not trying to peace. He's himself. I'm really cool though. <laughs> Zach is himself, and he's and he influencing lives. Zach, how are you? How are you able to like connect with people who are so different from you? Man, I remember my 
first real experience <laughs> of the culture of the deep south grew up in a small town in kentucky where there's not diversity there's not ethnic diversity really mm-hmm. uh and uh at all and and so coming down to the deep south to troy alabama alabama was, uh, it was a culture shock i man. believe you like seeing this really segregation that was still existing in a lot of ways on campus yeah. not you know not yeah. legal segregation but just here's the black black friends white friends uh the cafeteria was like almost split if, yeah. wow. if in some ways yeah. uh and it was just weird um but one i'd never been around black people like my whole life really yeah. mm. uh and i went to a step show <laughs> <laughs> my first fall semester and i was like oh my goodness <laughs> this is unbelievable <laughs> like, how have i not known about all this yeah. <laughs> uh and I was just like, man, this is not like my high school talent show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful, man. Yeah. Like they were creating and expressing their culture yeah. in such a unique way. And the community and the togetherness yeah. among the black community at Troy yeah. was just amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it was really that experience than having a Q as a roommate yeah, <laughs> that's, that's two crazy. years. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, living alongside him, my teammate on the football team, uh, was it was just it was just fun, man. Yeah, yeah. To, to become to kind of hear yeah. go to go to Fred, my roommate's house in, in inner city Montgomery, meet his mom, mm-hmm. see where he grew up. Uh, it was it was a it was a culture shock, mm. but it was something that was exciting um, and was always like, man, this is beautiful. Mm. And and it was at that time when I really started to process these things about grace, these things about. Wow. And it was just man, it was it was just it was just fun. Yeah, it, yeah. it was like I was drawn into this this story that I had nothing had no clue about. Yeah. Um, and I was always kind of drawn as a kid to people who weren't like me and. Uh, but all of that experience really did help me appreciate my own culture, yeah, like yeah. and where I came from, and in yeah. the in the hills of Eastern Kentucky, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the beautiful culture that Eastern Kentucky is. And uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is exactly, but yeah. just I think there was a there was immediately a seeing of man, there's a there's there's still there's still problems mm-hmm. like in, in terms of the racial problems in the deep south that i just what i didn't know about yeah mm. um and so coming into that world being on the troy football team living having black roommates uh for for four years uh was a window into this world that was just like was just fun yeah <laughs> it was just yeah. fun yeah um and uh yeah <laughs> i think that's the yeah and what i'm hearing from zach is like he it's funny because I remember this one person came on the podcast and they say they don't see color mm-hmm. and that's just mm-hmm. wrong because mm-hmm. in America, color has culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to not see color is to not see this person's culture. Mm-hmm. But what Zach does is Zach sees people, he sees their color, but even greater, mm-hmm. he sees their soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I respect who you are. Yeah. I'm going to acknowledge who you are. Yeah. Not try to change who you are yep. and still love you regardless because you are a soul. Yeah. And I think that's just so important moving forward in this world 
is because like man we just have to get to a place in america where people acknowledge like you're white and it's cool i'm nigerian it's cool chris is Creole and it's cool. You know what I mean? We don't like, know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody, yeah. it's cool. Amazing. And I, but I still love you. You know what I mean? I still love you. I still don't hate you because you're different from me. And like Zach, like just I keep on hearing like he sees people as people. Like no matter what, like Zach sees people as people. Yep. We need mm-hmm. to start seeing other human beings as mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. respecting their differences. And loving them in spite of them. Mm. But we can't do that. Mm. We can't do that. It's a struggle, man. You know? And I've always said this. I'm going to say this in the future. He did always say this. Mm. I feel like Zach has done more for the black community than 95% of black people will ever do. Mm -hmm. By simply being there and caring. Yep. And I want to ask you this question, Chris. Oh, God. Here we go. Yeah. And we'll he talk. always asks me these open <laughs> questions. I don't, I, <laughs> and, I, and this is an idea I definitely want to talk to more people about. I like to talk to a little bit smarter people. I'm not fully there yet. Mm-hmm. But what I'm, to the level of being smart? But one of the things I've been really dealing with is this idea of. Hmm, how can I say this without getting in trouble? <laughs> Simply things being pro-black. Okay. Mm. Because I think in America, pro-black is not the future. Okay. Because when it's simply pro-black, you lose Zach Markham's. Okay. Who can do so much more for your community, and we shouldn't count him out for the color of his skin. Mm-hmm. I think as black Americans, we should embrace our culture, mm-hmm. champion our culture, but I think we should have a heart for loving all human beings mm-hmm. who are who have a heart for kindness and equality and love and grace, mm-hmm. no matter who they are. Yeah. And we should, mm-hmm. we should let them in. Yeah. But just to build Wakanda, I don't think that's the way of the future. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually going backwards. Because we lose out on so many amazing people. Right, well, HB the barber said. No, I talked to HB about this. When he said the same. Th- last, I was thinking about this last week was too. This? Last week. Last week. Yeah, man. Last week he told me some. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. So what do you what do you think about that, man? Um, I think for me is I don't like. I think I also kind of agree with, I don't like the idea of just making uh, a Wakanda, but I do think um, just from the history um, and just some of the things that's been still going on in our, uh, our society, you know, the marginalization, the systemic, mm. you know, oppression of colored people uh, in in modern day America, people are leaning towards of, you know, we got to take care of ourselves first before um, before anything else. Um, I I see that I understand that And I get that um, Now I do see uh, Ways that um, is Certain Certain organizations um, That are Predominantly black But Don't see color And still treat them As uh, As brothers And the first thing That popped in my head Was uh, Fraternities 
Uh, and mainly the men, but like divine nine, the men fraternity, because I haven't really seen like a white AKA, I haven't seen a Mexican AKA, I could act more Delta, well, all the other ones, I haven't seen them at all. But it's like on UH campus, I have seen a, a, a white Zeta. I mean, yeah. A, yeah, I mean, not a white Zeta, a white Sigma. Yeah. Uh, I have seen a, um, a Asian Alpha. Yeah. I have seen these things, uh, and you know, a white Kappa. I've seen yeah. these things at U of H. Um, where they, you know, they saw him accept him into the into you know a a black organization mm-hmm. and deemed him as a brother. Yeah. Um. And you know, and seeing that come together, so it's it's not really. Um. I don't see that. I don't see it's like like black people can't say it's not a. Uh, it's, they can't do it. That's not a longer an excuse when they're accepting these things and and these fraternities. So I mm-hmm. I can see it. Happening, and I can see it. Uh, I can see where you're coming from as um, the benefit of of having you know great people, no matter what they come from, um, come together and really make a great society. And it, and I mean, at the end of the day, um, there's a verse in Revelation. I'm sure Zach knows it. I want to say it's it's either Revelation seven nine or, or nine seven, the one that he. Uh, no man, no. The one uh, yeah, where yeah, I uh, think you're right. Uh, I think it's seven nine. Um, the one where um, at the end of the world, bring all, all the, the people, the tongue tribe, yeah, the nations, tongue tribe, the nations. Yeah. Uh, they're all going to get together and worship God. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, I feel mm. like that's going to happen. I do want to want to see you know um, heaven on earth and feel like you know no matter what tribe, tongue, or creed, color, and you know whatever. We're all going towards the same goal, which is the kingdom of God. Um, so I would definitely rather that than Wakanda. Yeah, any day. Yeah, if now, that makes sense. No, that's good, and that's what I and that's what I was kind of feeling. I was I was I could see people pushing. People put you at seven nine. You got it nailed it on the head. Boom. Like I see people pushing back, especially like a lot of like uh, Black Americans pushing back on that idea. And what I'm not saying is, I'm not saying not to build our own and to build communities where people. All people are cherished and valued, mm-hmm. you know. But one thing that I truly, truly believe is that the way the future is going is that there's a lot of great people on all sides. Yeah, there's too many Zach Markhams in this world. There's too many great human beings who can do so much for all of us. Yeah, and we shouldn't count them out because of, of the color of, their skin. of the color of their skin. Yeah. That's the same thing that was once did. Yeah, you know, but I do understand, like, like I said, like not losing culture because I think one thing that Zach does really good is when Zach mentors you. This is what Zach does really good when Zach mentors or disciples you. Zach is able to give you like virtuous truths without making you conform to his culture. You know what I mean? Like you don't like Zach doesn't make you like assimilate mm-hmm. to, to like. Well, East Hill, Kentucky culture, like yeah, it's, man. it's it's straight godly truth yep. applied to your, your life. life. Godly truth applied. That's it. That's it. Yeah. The culture stuff is different. Like it's crazy. Like Zach l- listen to like these this weird like emo rock music hey, and stuff man. like that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, man. You're dang right. You're dang right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're dang you know, right. <laughs> and he's just so Animal different. Collective. Y'all go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just so different, but like he's able to love. Yeah. And. Still allow your culture to thrive, but I think that's mm-hmm. what. Like, how do yeah. you like? How do you navigate that? Uh, I I mean, I think there's work to be done, 
for majority culture people like myself to understand their own culture and what they're coming from first. Mm -hmm. And then you start to catch yourself when you're saying become like my culture. Mm. Yeah. Uh, But without that awareness on the front end, you're going to do it. You're going to, you're just going to naturally not address it and Mm. just kind of expect this kind of unspoken. I think I've, I've done that. I know Mm. you said I I haven't, but I have, Mm. I've seen myself kind of try to draw people into what I think, what I don't even realize it, but it's my culture. Like I'm, I'm, I'm expecting something without even realizing Mm -hmm. of, of a confirmation or a conformation conformation. Is that a word? Yeah, conform- yeah let's, conformity. Let's, let's work with it. Conformity. Yeah, let's work, yeah. let's work with it. <laughs> <laughs> that that I shouldn't be asking them. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's just kind of it just ha- it happens if I'm not doing the hard work yeah. of processing. Okay, what is a good actual next step based on truth? Yeah. That applies to all cultures. Yeah. And that needs to be applied to whoever's talking, who I'm talking to's culture. Yeah. But how can I? check my culture at the door in this conversation to where I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, to, yeah. to mm. change that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that's where I think people get hurt. Yeah. I think, and they get, they get messed up and yeah. they start to get bitter maybe years down the road when yeah. they're like, Hey, wait, this guy really wanted me to not, not really. He wanted me to leave my culture yeah. and, leave who I think maybe God designed me to be. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, hopefully that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with that hard. living in Mexico? Uh, man, we're just beginning yeah. to process that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we haven't figured it out. Uh, but it's been a blast to, to, to hopefully come in as learners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let my American self mm-hmm. <laughs> in some ways, Kind of like I can, I'm bringing in stuff I don't even realize. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm bringing in culture mm-hmm. to every conversation I'm having uh, with, with, with young adults uh, in the city. And I think I, a lot of times I've got to just stop and, and process, okay, am I trying to just get them to become like Americans in this mm. conversation? Wow. Um, or am I, am I engaging their story to the level of like, okay, let me understand how this applies to you. Mm. Let me understand. You teach me. Like mm, instead humility, of bro. instead of me thinking I've I've got it all figured out. And, and so. that's the part that makes you so great. Because so when so many people think about going to places, whether you're on a mission trip or you're going to inner city communities and rebuilding, the the entire mentality is let me go here and help these people yeah. let me go here and fix these people let me go here and provide xyz abc to these people but what zach is saying is that i'm not only going there to give i'm also going there to receive and to learn mm-hmm. i'm going there to learn from these people mm-hmm. they have things to teach me that's going to benefit my life mm-hmm. my family my legacy mm-hmm. my story and that's what's so important that we as americans have to do black people need to go to white americans and be like yo 
I want to learn from you. Mm. White Americans got to go to black Americans and say, I want to learn from mm. you. Mexican Americans should go to Chinese Americans. Like, we should be going to one another and learning from one mm. another instead of just all hiding in our own camps mm. because we have to deal with one another. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, this thing about America, like, we have to deal with one another. Like, we're all going to live in the same country. We have no choice. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm. Zach. Man. Man, we can go for days, times, bro. Man. We can go for days, man. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> so moving forward, Lord, for our listeners, I'm thinking about a listener right now. I'm thinking. Let me think of two scenarios. First scenario, our listener right now is saying, "Man, I want, I want to have a legacy like Zach has. I want, at the end of my life, to have a legacy like Zach, where, where, when people tell stories about me." They tell stories about a person who changed and impacted lives. Oh, Jesus Christ. What would you say to those kind of individuals who want to have a legacy? And your, your life hasn't even started yet. You know what I mean? I, it's not like you're about to die. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're literally, no, you know, man. your life hasn't even started yet. But to have, a, tomorrow. <laughs> to have an impact the way you've had so far, like what advice would you give those people? Uh, dive in. To your own story. Mm. Dive in to what has shaped you mm. from being a kid, from that moment that you can't get out of your brain mm. that happened to you when you were a kid or that you did to somebody else. Mm. Uh, and uh, dive into your story. Dive in and process that with with other people i think would be the first step with people that you can trust um and i i think before we can go and really i think humbly participate in somebody else's life alongside them Mm. and walk alongside someone as a brother or Mm. a sister Mm. we there has to be a, a level of understanding God's story in our lives Mm. Um, because yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be a tough journey if we don't first really process those things. Mm. Um, So I would say dive in to this narrative that you have uh, that's unique, that is different, that maybe has been very, very hard, maybe has been very, very dark. and maybe has felt at times very, very broken and hopeless. Mm. Uh, but to process that, to dive into that and to look uh, to see, man, this living, what, what scripture defines uh, as this idea of a living hope, a mm. hope that's alive, mm. that is living and active. Mm. Um, and, and just, man, and just learn about that um, and process that with, with other people um, would be my, my main thought. Mm. That's good, man. And then I guess my, the second one would be for our listeners who, who see America's divided, who see the political climate, who see all this condemnation and this one and done culture and this shame culture and all these left versus right and all these people fighting. What would you be, what would be your advice to individuals like that who want to build bridges, who want to reach out to different cultures and different people. Like what would, what would be your advice for those Americans who want to see a change in our country? 
or, or change around where we're international for maybe people around the world as well. So not just leave it to the Americans. I'm sorry. Sorry, international listeners. I'm Shout sorry. out London. Shout out to London, boy. We have a booming market in London. <laughs> we have a, a huge market in London. London, Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> That's my hometown. Yeah, man. For real? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell my parents about this episode. <laughs> They're going to want to listen. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's a big question, man. There's been a lot of big questions this last hour. So, Chris, how would you answer it first? What would be your advice? I see these open-ended questions. <laughs> always does this. I have a thought, just a quick thought. It's just go, go knock on somebody's door. Go, go interrupt somebody's life mm. and go be a humble learner mm. into somebody else's story uh, would be, I think, a, an awesome first step. Mm. You know, maybe it doesn't even have to be somebody that's culturally different from you. Maybe, yeah. it, maybe that means you need to go have a conversation with your blood brother, mm. your bro- your your sister, your mm. cousin, uh, and say, "Man, I've really never taken time to hear your story. Mm. Tell me, mm. and just listen." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a good place mm. to start. Um, not coming in with trying to teach somebody something, mm. but just to just to just to be a listener and to interrupt somebody's life and ask them a question that maybe you never even considered asking before. Hey, this is my turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I always go back. Um, to my answer I always go back to the gospel. I always go back to the hope. Um, and I feel like mm-hmm. what what helped me was always recognize um, my my position before God and mm-hmm. my character, mm-hmm. um, and realizing that um, just really having a great sense of self awareness of what was going on um, and things that I was lacking, things um, that I needed to prove in um, because. I feel like in you have to like in this life you're always gonna continue to get better and build yourself and, and grow and grow. And I think um people just focus on growing other things, you know, like their like their degrees and um, you know, their job, their money, it could be all those different things, which are important, but at the, at the end of the day it's not something that you can leave behind. Um and that's really worth something. Um, so I think people have to really figure out what is their vision and what their life want to be remembered as, um, and really strive towards those uh, goals. And if it's something where you want to leave an impact and leave a legacy, like Zach is doing and like what he said, um, like he like when he suggests come on Hafiz you gotta cut the phone come off on, what's up bro we, I thought we were professionals a, we're having a ah, that's moment that's what I'm saying bro we're having I a have moment it. I, right I, now here. I gotta get my mind back right now he's I mean huh. ruined so everything. like like what Zach said um, <laughs> if it starts if you wanna impact people you have to start by opening yourself up and being vulnerable having those conversations mm-hmm. and learning somebody's story um, because I, I like hearing somebody's story that's completely different is so interesting to mm-hmm. me um and you realize, especially if somebody that's like, you know, not in the same state, same city, like completely different life. Um, like we know a girl that only got two friends. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, man, I got like 40. Like, that's just crazy, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, 
I think it's really just figuring out what the, what kind of life you want to live, what mm-hmm. vision and impact you want to have, and really start making strives um, towards that. Um, so that's that would be my answer. All I love these open-ended it, man. questions. That's good, man. I love it, sure. man. Zach, we want to be respectful of your time. We know you. You got. You got big things you got to do, man. Thank no, you so man. much. You got go to gotta go back. You got to You got to go out the country. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Gosh, man. Mexico, man. Just a little plug. Yeah. yeah shout out. Shout out Mexico. It is a beautiful place, man. Uh. Gosh, culture, the people, the mountains. You know a little Spanish now. The, co- the comida, the Ooh. food. Oh, there you go. Man, it is a beautiful place, man. You guys, you guys, come down, hang out. Definitely, man. Let we'll, me know. We'll go, we'll go hiking. You guys, you guys go hiking a lot, right? Nah. I've been hiking before. Uh, yeah. I've been, I've been hunting, so I went to the, you know, I went to the deer leaves before. That's my <laughs> version of hiking. Enjoyed it, guys. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed man. it. This has been a blast. I know. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you so Thanks much. Thanks for having really, me. No, it's <laughs> been a blessing, guys. And my challenge to you guys is win with kindness. Win mm-hmm. with kindness. Win with kindness. So that you can heat burning coals <laughs> on people's heads. But, <laughs> but real talk, guys, win with kindness, guys. Man, if you're a roommate, if you've been rocking with us, guys, you're winning with kindness. That's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Zach, thank you so much. I absolutely love thank you, you. Thank you, bro. Love you guys, man. It's been fun. So as I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's your boy, Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Zach, what? say your what? name. Say your Zach. name. Zach. Ah, Zach. Sorry. No we'll sauce. do it again. Season So, chicken. as I said at the beginning of the podcast, this is your boy, Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Zach. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll take wow, it. We'll take it. <laughs> this is Zach. Yeah, let's go. Okay. And we are the roommates, guys. Guys, share, 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 share. Oh, yeah, Zach, where can they find you? If they, they want to message you, hit you up, where can they find you? Oh, my uh, handle <laughs> on Insta, <laughs> ZMarkham83. Markham is spelled. M-A-R-C-U-M. M as in Mary, A as in Apple, <laughs> R as in Reagan, C A as in Christopher, U uh-huh. as in Umbrella, and M as in Mary. That's uh-huh. Zach Markham. Z Markham. Oh, <laughs> Z Markham eighty three. Guys, follow Zach. I want Zach to at least have five <laughs> DMs. The most he's gotten dang. since he's opened Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Dang, that's the truth. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm serious. Like, for real, like, you, you can really follow Zach, his story. Um, literally went to Mexico to share the gospel. Like, like I don't think people understand that. Mm. He, he goes yep. everywhere to love, help people. <laughs> he, like, you follow like, Beyonce, ah! she's going to do nothing for you, ladies. <laughs> nothing for you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think it'd be really it'd be really impactful on your life. If you want to see what God has doing through people of this earth. I know He can put you on His uh, His email chain, and He can share stories of how the gospel is impacting uh, Mexico, these families, and 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 the world. Yeah. So if you want to read those messages? This is truth, and you want to help and support whatever, whatever. Zach mm-hmm. Markham, find mm-hmm. His Instagram. You can contact us. We'll we'll lead you there as well. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, you want to do it. <laughs> yes. So, Zach, we love you. Thank you so much. Much love. Share, share, share. Comment, share. hit Zach up. Let him know how you he has blessed you this week. Yep. We're the roommates, and we're out. <laughs>